the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black in Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in, we'll chat, and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. What's on your financial mind? We could talk investing. Take your phone calls, 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Drop me an email, rob at robblackshow.com. It's rob at robblackshow.com. I got an email yesterday that was pretty telling on somebody. And maybe where people are mentally is kind of like the way I would like to look at that. Um, it was basically someone who was really struggling to hide $50,000. He basically flipped a house. Good. Then he was looking at age 35 plus to start a retirement account and to shield that $35,000 from taxes. It's not going to be able to happen. If you get a capital gains tax, you get a capital gains tax. Depending on his income, he's going to pay 20% or 23.8% to the federal government. But in his mind, he's like, hey, I made some money, $50,000, and I want to protect as much of it as I can. Um, what was telling, though, to me, you know, I said there was a tell there, was that he was like, I'm going to hide this from the government. I want to hide. I don't want to pay the government. Good luck with that. The reality is we work from age 20 to 60, and then we live off our money from age 60 to 100. We pay taxes from age 20 to 100 on any income we earn, and there ain't no hiding it. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and again, so much more. Um there's so much to talk about when it comes to the stock market. Russia's ruble, another another day, another collapse. Uh, you've heard the stories, I'm sure, about Putin and you know a dude who goes around on horseback with his shirt off. And you're like, what's going on there? Or or wait, wait, there's a lot going on there, kind of thing. Um, Ukraine. Wanting to get you know Russia back to its you know czar type days, you've heard that you know he blames the West for a lot of atrocities. The West typically being summed up in film and literature as the United States. 
Um, so Russia's kind of taking the headlines right now. And it's kind of weird in the sense that their economy is not that important to if the headlines were coming out of Russia or coming out of Japan, China, United States, Germany, the whole European Union, then yeah, we'd get it. Ten-year Treasury yield is a story again of the day tied towards Russia seeing red. And I'm not talking communist red. I'm talking red ink. So 10-year Treasury goes down to 2.06%. That's insane. Now, on that hand, it's, it's, it tells you there's a lot of risk out there, right? But it's also telling you that there's some, some issues in the world that people are a little freaked out on. Oil falls again, $54 a barrel. I remember about five weeks ago, six weeks ago, I was talking with CFP Chad Burton. He's like, oh, yes, oil will stop at 75. I'm like, I don't know. OPEC's going to deliver less this year than they did 15 years ago. Now, that's OPEC. That's not the whole world. That's not world consumption. And uh, supplies are higher now than they were 15 years ago when oil was at $35, $40 a barrel. And here we are heading back towards that level. And I, I didn't predict it. I saw a couple of analysts who did. I'm not in the game of predictions. I'm in the game of thrones. But, um, yeah, oil down today, 10-year treasury down today, stock market down today. So we're ending the year without a Santa Claus rally. It's like, dang you, Santa, or dang, dang you, Putin. Um, it's a telling indication that 2.06% on the 10-year treasury, that things are a mess out there. One of the big headlines out there is the Central Bank of Russia jacked up its key lending rate to 17% from 10.5% in a direct effort to stop the ruble from depreciating. And guess what? The ruble depreciated. So if you leave your money in a Russian bank, you get 17%. Are you kidding me? Woo! That's the basic idea here is that they're, they're paying you to stay. Ruble got an initial boost on that headline. But that lasts as long as the Philadelphia 76ers win, i.e. not long. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Me and Bill Cosby will be here all week. Don't forget to tip your waiter and waitresses and give them a drink, too, says Bill. Stop. That was awful. At least I know when I'm awful, right? Um, so Russia's mess is turning into our mess. In typical holiday spirit fashion. It's kind of like that drunk uncle of the world economy. There's default risk. There's financial risk. There's economic risk. There's headline risk. There's some geopolitical turmoil risk. So Putin must be feeling a little cornered at this point in time by economic sanctions put on him by the United States and the European Union. And yet he's not playing. He's playing poker. His poker, poker face is a pretty good one. Uh, he's not letting on that he's that concerned. He's making little side deals like with Turkey. <laughs> Good luck with that. World economic powers like the United States were your friends, and you're saying like, hey, let's let's bang out a relationship with Turkey. 
not that turkey, the country turkey, which, believe it or not, there's not a lot of turkeys in. So Boeing 3M, CVS Health, gave investors um, some thumbs-ups, increased their dividend by 20%. Not too shabby. Blue chip companies saying, hey, we're, sh- we're sharing some of our wealth with you. Housing starts in November declined 1.6% from the prior month to an annualized rate of 1.02 million units. Building permits, meanwhile, dropped 5.2%. Um, that's an interesting one. It's, it's wintertime, so you understand why some people are saying, hey, we're not going to build right now, but permits are a sign of future economic activity, not current. So you would help hope that the construction people are saying, like, hey, let's uh, put, get our permits put in today and we'll build in six months. So stock market. Um, there seems to be a tendency to buy on pullbacks. We are kind of, I'm not going to say slip sliding away, but we're having a messy month of December for sure. 800-516-1220 to get your calls of the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls of the air. Drop me an email, rob at robblack.com. It's rob at robblack.com. Thursday evening, I have a big event coming up. I'd love for you to sign up for it. Um, it's a webinar, so I'll be working in my office. You can sign up for the event at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. It's tied towards income in retirement. Um, 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220, but sign up for the 10 Pillars of Retirement Income webinar at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. 800-516-1220. Russia's in chaos right now. The ruble's collapsing, collapsing. Ten-year treasury is falling aggressively in the United States. There's a crazy flight to safety in the world. And oil continues to go lower. Oil's got this thing going with momentum that you don't try to get in front of. Oil stocks are going to be a crazy good buy sometime between now and 60 days. But they're going to be a crazy good buy for maybe a year or two-year hold. Or maybe a long-term hold. But we're not there yet. 
because of momentum. There's a phrase on Wall Street, don't try to catch a falling knife, and this is exactly what a falling knife looks like. Um, last time Russia had this issue, the United States, back in 1998, stock market went down 24 total percent from the top. Good correction. Uh, I'm not sure we're there. Um, right now, our markets are just starting to work their way back a little bit positive. Let's bring in CFP, Chad Burton. Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton. You can find him online at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. And on this very same radio station's noon, Monday through Friday. Now, you do something called the 10 Pillars of Retirement Income Planning. It's a resource that people can go get at your website, newfocusfinancial.com. We also do webinars and seminars based off of this. Let's talk about some of those pillars. Number one, really know your expenses. Why is this one important? Well, I think this is where a lot of people don't have the chance to go through and see what their retirement's really going to cost because it's a situation where you're working constantly. You have a certain amount of income. A certain amount of income gets socked away in your 401k and Roths and other investments. And the way that a lot of people run their households is they, they pay for everything and they know they have either a certain amount left or they're zero left at the end of the month. And most families, Rob, don't actually track their expenses. They just don't because they're working. They've got career ahead of them. They've got many working years. They've got kids to put through college, and it's it's actually kind of kind of time consuming to do it. But when you go into retirement, you go from feeding these accounts and watching these accounts grow and having this other source of income to this is it. You've got some Social Security likely, but all of your investments now have to support you for as long as you're going to live, which is could be till age 100, could be longer, and so. You have to go through a process of budgeting, tracking your expenses, and then knowing what you're going to pay for in retirement. Things like health care costs, how that works. Things like gifts to the grandkids. Or what are you going to do? I mean, most people spend more money, Rob, the first five years of retirement, right? I mean, what are you going to do the first five years of retirement that you, are, that you aren't, aren't doing now? I haven't thought about it. And that's how bad I am about this game that we're playing here is that, you know, when you have kids, you can't keep – realistically you can't know your expenses because it's all random you know it can be and it changes too you go from the diaper phase to the the 14 sports a year phase right and it's um it's crazy but when you got to think ahead and say okay what are you going to do in retirement because if you're if you have no hobbies now you're going to have to pick up something in retirement what are those going to cost you i'm probably thinking about just dying (laughs) just laying down (laughs) on a park bench and dying you want to be really good at being homeless. <laughs> Rob's oh. the best homeless guy ever. <laughs> I saw a story that there was a storm up in Oregon. You have to explain Oregon to me real quick. And a tree branch fell and and killed us, a sleeping homeless person. You have homeless people sleeping in forests? <laughs> Does that make any sense at all? Those are called campers. <laughs> okay, so I don't know my expenses in retirement. Um, how forgetful, how forgiveful will you be as my financial planner? Will you say, okay, Rob, you've got $4,000 you could spend this year on miscellaneous or do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, especially when it comes to retirement planning, it's, it's a counseling situation because it is a major lifestyle change for people. It's tougher than becoming empty. It's tougher than divorce. It's, it's a real big change to go from feeding your investment accounts to that's your resource. And you got to know and think about what you're going to do. And 
some people spend a lot of money on things like charitable donations or donating their time, things like Doctors Without Borders. Um, some people need more insurance than others. Like if you have a pension plan that goes away when you pass away for your spouse, you may need more insurance to cover that. You may need long-term care insurance. You may not. You have to go through these different things and, and realize how expensive health care insurance is, Medicare Part B, Supplemental Part D, uh, paying for your dental bills on your own. All those things will affect the quality of life, maybe not the first 10 years of retirement, but if you spend all your money and you're 75 and, and broke and eating beanie weenies, as you say, you're going to be miserable. Uh, money is a, is a tool, and you've got to know what you want to use that tool for, what's going to make you happy in retirement, what's going to get you out of bed every day, um, and uh, you know, keep you busy. So we've got it this hammered pretty good of really know your expenses. I grasp the importance of it. Do you give people a budgeting software so that they can track it a little bit better, or do you keep track of their budgets as a financial planner? I don't know how this whole thing works. Yeah, I mean, we have a wealth management site that our clients get that tracks everything from every single investment account that they have, even if we're not managing it, to being able to track their expenses and create budgets. It's a, a really, really, really good tool. And then what we do on the planning side is that we say, okay, here's what you told us you were going to spend. You track it, and part of our meetings to review their financial plan is to say, how did your investments do versus what we projected in the financial plan? How did your expenses do versus what we projected? Is everything on track? Okay, fine. You can still spend the same amount, or yes, we can increase the withdrawals for inflation, and that's the other expense in retirement that people forget about. So there's things like health care costs, there's inflation, and then there's also taxes. Even some of the greatest engineers that run spreadsheets for days sometimes forget about the correct tax calculation in withdrawing from IRAs, 401ks, 85% of your Social Security is typically taxable, all those different things that have to be budgeted into the proper projections. Okay. Thanks very much. People can get a copy of The Ten Pillars by going to your website, newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. And or attend a webinar or seminar that basically is entitled The Ten Pillars of Economic. What is it called? The Ten Pillars of Income? Ten Pillars of Retirement Income Planning. God. Just, just, go, to the re just go to the resource page at newfocusfinancial.com or chadburton.com. It's a little easier to remember. Yeah, just even the title of, the, of some of these things, just it's intimidating. Retirement's intimidating. Anyway, with that said, CFP Chad Burton, you can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. It's a big event Thursday evening, 630, eh, probably 839. Uh, it's a webinar, so not a big physical commitment for you to drive. Just got to sit in front of your computer and accept it. You can sign up for that at newfocusfinancial.com or robblack.com. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money investing more. Google has become the latest company to explore the launch of a buy button and compete with Amazon going forward. I'm Rob Black.
I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. <clears throat> Joining me now, wow, <clears throat> it's that wintry time of year in my throat, huh? Patrick O'Hare, briefing.com. Mr. O'Hare, how are you? Hi, Rob. I know the feeling. I was clearing my throat just before I came on, so good to be with you again. You did it before you went on. I did it while I was on. You're the professional, and I have much to learn. Um <laughs> Let's talk markets. The last 10 days have taken me a little bit by surprise by the velocity and speed of the drop in oil. Didn't, I knew it could happen, but I didn't think it could happen this fast. Uh, what are you seeing in the markets? Let's talk. Yeah, I, I think uh, you're not alone. I think it's taken basically everybody by surprise. You know, I don't recall anyone, certainly at the start of the year, um, uh, you know, forecasting oil prices where they are now by the end of the year. Um, and I think, you know, as you take a step back and you look at what has unfolded in the energy market, um, just wonder really to equity investors of how quickly things can unravel when there's a lot of leverage built up in the system. And it's, uh, you know, the stock market, all things considered, has held up, you know, relatively well. Um, it's obviously pulled back from its all-time highs here, down about 4% or so. Um, but all things considered, that's, you know, that's not a, a major move, um, given how far we've come off the mid-October lows and certainly how far we've come off of the 2009 lows. But in any event, I think it's something that equity investors certainly need to take note of and you know, may want to be a little bit more uh, conscientious about having some more defensive-minded positioning within their, their portfolios um, and uh, because things can unravel quickly when, when emotions take over and when you start hearing a lot of rumors and speculation about margin calls and forced liquidation and the like, uh, that can you know, certainly transfer over to the stock market at any given point uh, if a loss of confidence uh, arises. Uh, and you're seeing really a clear loss of confidence right now in the energy markets as everyone tries to figure out this whole supply-demand imbalance and what's going on with global economies around the world. I don't get a lot of data on margin calls. Are you seeing data that says, uh, you know, margins at peak highs and have started being, you know, cashed in per se by the brokers? Yeah, you know, I, I haven't seen that. You know, and quite honestly, I haven't looked uh, at the NYSE margin debt level uh, recently. Um, okay. You know, several months ago, it was, you know, sitting there near uh, record levels, I believe. And so, it did expose the potential for, you know, some quick unwinding in the event something went bad uh, for the stock market. So something to, to look further into, certainly. And, and it was also, you know, it was, a, it was a symptom of what we saw in 2008 and 2009 when things were melting down. Um, what you saw as well in, you know, 2000, 2001 when the tech sector, you know, collapsed. Um, I don't want to suggest that, you know, we are on the cusp of something like that. I'm just pointing out that it's something that people need to be respectful of, that, you know, there is risk in the market, notwithstanding what has been just pretty much a uh, almost a, a steady run higher and where every, you know, pullback has been viewed as a buying opportunity. Um, you cannot forget the element of risk involved in investing. And uh, high levels of complacency will come back to bite you, uh, at any given time. So just, you know, um, uh, pay attention is, is 
to what we're saying because there's some interesting cross currents going on right now um, that just don't make sense when you pit them against all of the talking heads that are expounding on the idea that you know the U.S. economy is about ready to hit escape velocity and that you know the, it will pull up the rest of the world. Um, you know, when I take a look at that, I'm you know referencing you know uh, widening and high yield spreads. You've got a flattening yield curve here in the United States. You have two of the world's most uh, widely used industrial commodities in the form of oil and copper, both slumping badly. Um, and then you have uh, the defensive-minded utility sector standing out as your, your best-performing sector um, uh, in, during this tumultuous period. So it's, really, it's a really interesting time, um, and it doesn't uh, necessarily, those factors don't necessarily imply that market participants anyway are uh, kind of putting their money where their mouths are <laughs> for the most part. I mean, I think people are starting to look at things a little bit more carefully and are worried about, um, you know, a loss of capital here. And so that's contributed to some of the selling we've seen. I think you've got some capital preservation efforts uh, under underway now uh, as, you know, money managers want to protect the, the precious gains that they've been able to achieve this year. How about the angle, and maybe I'm pushing this a little too easily, um, the 10-year Treasury, we've seen it kind of go down before to 2% and then come back. Oil should come back again with a longer time frame in the conversation. Putin, doesn't he have to cave at some point in time? Or does this – don't we have some scenarios here, Mr. O'Hare, that should open themselves up to being quick fixes? Or not quick fixes, but relatively easy fixes? And you're referencing in terms of like the the, the ten year basically needing to reverse here, kind of yeah. with those with those fixes essentially lead to losses in the treasury market. Um, you know, yeah, potentially, but I think it just demonstrates uh, again, given all that we've seen the the Fed and uh, throw at the market, um, and uh, you know all the talk about being able to avoid worst case scenarios. I see it, you know, as kind of a symptom, really, it's, it's of a post-traumatic stress situation. I don't think, uh, the, you know, the market, market participants, investors certainly have gotten over what happened in 2008 when they saw, you know, investment portfolios get cut in half. Um, not long after they saw a serious hit in the early, you know, 2000s. And I think you have that enduring um flight to safety, a conservative positioning, if you will, that, you know, people are still mindful that they, they'd rather, uh, you know, the, the return of their capital uh, is still more important for a lot of people than, you know, return on that capital. And when you uh, have to digest daily, you know, all of these scary sounding headlines about what's, you know, going on around the world on the geopolitical front, uh, what we're hearing about the slowdown taking place in China, what you're hearing certainly about the, the drop in commodities, um, it, you know, it, it creates that situation where you just don't want to take on a lot of risk. And so you, you get that money gravitating toward the safety of treasuries. And for uh, foreign investors, namely European investors, uh, that are looking at uh, even lower yields there, 
and have the benefit of a weaker currency, there's some attractiveness in you know moving into the U.S. Treasury market as well, and that continues to to keep pressure on on uh, interest rates. And so, um, you know, we've said for many years now, and just generally speaking, that um, that there's a lot of uh, built up risk within the Treasury market because prices have gone so far uh, during this. Uh, tumultuous time that you're staring certainly at losses over the longer term if you're, you know, um, not going to hold those maturities to, or those securities to maturity. But um, clearly a lot of people are still comfortable, you know, picking up a 2% yield for 10 years. And um, that's disturbing in a way because it doesn't reflect a whole lot of confidence really in the outlook that the central banks are trying to communicate. Anything else that you're working on, Mr. O'Hare, that you want to throw out at us? You know, I'm, I'm like everyone else. I'm waiting anxiously to hear, you know, with the FOMC statement tomorrow. Um, and one thing I would maybe caution your listeners on is that there's a lot of debate right now about whether the Fed's going to remove that considerable time language. You know, I think the fixation on that considerable time phrase is, is kind of overdone. I mean, we've We've been hearing for some time now that the market's anticipating that the Fed is going to, you know, potentially raise interest rates in 2015. And but you got to remember, every Fed official, the leading Fed officials, certainly have always come back to say that the Fed is data dependent, and that's true whether that considerable time period language is in there or not. Um, if the data deteriorates, the Fed is not going to do anything. You know, they may do more. Uh, if it continues to improve, they have said that they might raise rates, you know, sooner or faster than than anticipated. And so, watch the data and and you know, ignore the considerable time language. If it's in there, the market's probably going to like it. If it's not, you might see a little short-term disruption. But at the end of the day, it's the data that's going to dictate policy decisions. Thanks very much. It's Patrick O'Hare with Briefing.com. Happy holidays, and uh, everyone should check out their website. Uh, considerable amount, voluminous amounts of data there, published fresh, created fresh every single day. Um, solid information on U.S., on domestic, on international markets. Mr. O'Hare is the chief market analyst, and he writes up what's called page one. He also gives some big picture perspective to the market. Um, there's story stocks. There's you know ahead of the curve. You know finding stories before they happen per se. Looking at the data. Um, obviously, the economy, the economists as well. Um, there's just plenty of information to sit there and digest and consume per se. So you can check that out at briefing.com. That's briefing.com. Cautious sentiment in the foreign exchange market with the yen climbing against major currencies today. Crude oil has remained pressured. Which is, again, no one would see, but it's happening, and that's it's fine. We'll deal with it. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Find me online at robblack.com.
I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Next hour, I'm going to try to create with you a lot of the basic tenets that you need to like just have by your side when it comes to thinking about money. I think that's one of the biggest mistakes people make is that they don't really have a plan and they don't really have words of wisdom that they you know considerably you know, check in on. Um, I got an email yesterday from someone. Well, it wasn't yesterday. It was earlier this month, but I finally got to it yesterday and responded. And the guy basically says, you know, hey, I've been listening to you, uh, ironically, for, you know, over the years. I haven't been able to apply the basics that you harp on. He's got $700,000 with an advisory firm in San Jose. Um, and he's got another $600,000 that he's waiting to figure out what to do. His own stock picks have done better than the advisory firm, which doesn't really mean the advisory firm's bad, but it does mean that he's taking on some risk and he's getting rewarded for it with individual stocks versus funds per se. Um, he asked the question, how can I find out if the firm that I'm working with manages my money is safe? Uh, there's a good website called FINRA.org, and you can go punch in a guy's name. And if it comes up, it's going to give you, you know, their career, you know, where they've worked. <clears throat> Have they been sued or taken to arbitration? Most people make you sign something that says, you know what, we don't want to ultimately be sued by you just because there's a bad stock market. So we want to, you to agree that you'll do something along the lines of, uh, arbitration. So <clears throat> he said, uh, I feel pretty comfortable with the firm that I'm working with. And uh, I took a look and the firm that he's working with has three principles. None of them have ever worked at a financial institution for more than three years. They've all had 15 year careers, which basically means not long. They got in during the dot-com bubble. They've all worked for, and they work for firms that sell annuities and insurance product. And you can kind of pretend to be a financial person by getting into the industry on the low end. Uh, and I say this with all due respect. Um, I'm not a big fan of LPL Financial. I'm not a big fan of Ameriprise. I'm not a big fan of financial experts at banks because ultimately they'll hire anyone. They'll give you some training and say, now go sell this product. This product they think is a good product because they don't know any better. They got in the business on the, the low first rung of the ladder. They think that it's a good product because they're like, hey, this is Ameriprise. This used to be American Express and <clears throat> American Express or Ameriprise will hire anyone. They'll hire your drunk uncle. And again, no disrespect to Ameriprise, but they're an entry level financial institution. If you're still working there after five years, I'd be surprised if you haven't taken your book of business and gone on to try to create something yourself. Even though legally you may not be able to take that book of business, you may have to start over, but that book of business is being sold pretty shabby product, in my opinion. Um, let me, again, pounce on that and say that ten times out loud. So I got this email from this guy, and he's never bothered to look at their backgrounds. And that's pretty sad and pathetic. Um because when you look, you see that they've been sued numerous times or taken to arbitration. 
And a lot like radio, you'll get one radio caller for every hundred listeners, right? Same thing with arbitration. If the market goes down and you feel you've been done wrong, you're like, I'll just quit and move on and lick my wounds. Most people won't go to arbitration, even though the advisor said, I'll set up something to protect you in a worst case scenario. Um, It's worthy of note. So this guy is working with a group that I want to work with, that I want to have my friends work with. I want to have my enemies work with. And I do have enemies, just so you know. Um, I think it's important to have enemies. It kind of shows the level of man that you are. If you have people that dislike what you do, um, may sound a little silly, but it's true. You don't get ahead in life and you don't succeed in life. You don't help people in life without disrupting a few people in the way. It's like um, we've all worked with mechanics that we think are pretty shabby. We've all worked with mechanics that are amazing. And it's the mechanic who goes out of his way to give you his car or something along those lines to win your business, to win your trust, to uh, you know, get the repair done correctly that uh, we all adore and give a big thumbs up to. So I think that's the moral of my show is that I'm not afraid to ruffle a couple of feathers to get you to retirement. And again, I think there's a lot of shabby people out there. And uh, this guy's working with the group. And all he had to do was go to Fenra.org and punch in some names and you know take a look at their work history and take a look at the, you know they've been sued. Sometimes there's little notes about why they've gone to arbitration. And you're like, wow, this person lost $400,000. That's a life savings for some, some people. Um, I don't know. I could say this 10 times over and maybe I'm just beating a, a dead horse, you know. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Drop me an email, rob at robblackshow.com. Rob at robblackshow.com. T-Mobile has a really good data plan offer starting next year. Oh, Sprint's got a really good data plan. Verizon and AT&T are starting to get better data plans. Um, shop your data plan. That's one thing you can do to become financially smarter this year. Big webinar coming up Wednesday night. You can sign up for it, 6.30 to 9. It's all about income and retirement. You can sign up for the webinar this Thursday at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. Views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. The Wall Street Business Network presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finances, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800 516 1220. So call in, we'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black.
on the Wall Street Business Network. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. Happy day. One of the things that I like to do from time to time is kind of, again, slow things down a little bit and talk about things that you should know about the economy. If you understand the economy a little bit better, you understand the stock market a little bit better. You understand the stock market a little bit better. You understand planning for your retirement a little bit better. Um, it's really not that difficult. There's little things that you can do to get much better at this. For instance, you know the the saying, be greedy when others are fearful. It's actually easier than actually doing it. Uh, you know, recently we've had a market that it could be Putin and oil prices or 10-year treasury or the economy and jobs, whatever. There's always going to be something that happens that causes a little bit of fear to hit the world of the stock market, the world of the economy, the world of investing, the world of am I saving enough for retirement? And you really got to stay on top of this. Um, so being greedy when others are fearful and being fearful when others are greedy. I think you can skip the being fearful when others are greedy. Just keep doing your stuff. Just when things are tough out there, know that that's the time that things are on sale. Another thought here is when most people say they want to be a millionaire, what they really mean is I want to spend a million dollars, which is the opposite of being a millionaire. Um, it's a weird concept again, but having money, you tend to protect it. A lot of people want to spend like a millionaire. They want to have a boat. They want to have a new car. They want to have a nice new car, a really nice new car. Um, I'm worth more than a million. I'm not going to tell you how much I'm worth, but it's it's enough to quit and retire on. But I kind of like what I do, and I don't live extravagantly. I see my neighbors live extravagantly. Um. There's another phrase out there, or there's a book out there called Thinking Fast and Slow Begins. The premise of this book is that it's easier to recognize other people's mistakes than your own. This should be every market commentator's motto. No one predicted what would happen in Russia this year. As far as Putin, you know, going after the Ukraine and their ruble collapsing because of oil collapsing. Economic sanctions working against him. He's very defiant. He's got a very cold relationship with President Barack Obama, and that's unfortunate. Two nuclear powers should not have cold relations. What's interesting to note, again, is that everyone on CNBC is going to tell you, you know, look how smart I am. But the reality is, is they're not really telling you anything. They're just looking at other people and saying, yeah. There's a 
blogger named Jesse Livermore. His quote was, my main life lesson from investing, self-interest is the most powerful force on earth and can get people to embrace it and defend almost anything. You know, I sit here on a regular basis talking about Apple and mobile phone technology, and maybe I shouldn't because I own shares. It's in my self-interest. And, you know, I just recently got an iPhone, which is almost the odd part about conversation. You really have to watch out for what other people's motivations are, period. Um, in expert tennis, 80% of the points are won. In expert baseball, you know, a great hitter hits 300. Um, an amateur tennis player loses 80%. Um, it's the same for wrestling, chess, investing. Baseball, beginners need to focus on avoiding mistakes. Experts should be making the great moves. They say that more football games are lost than won. And you'll see it if you start paying attention to that phrase. The best thing that you, the average person out there, can do is not to try to hit a home run. For you know, experts, they're the ones who need to hit the home runs. Hedge funds are underperforming this year at the market. Actively managed mutual funds are underperforming the, the market. The market's tough to beat. So you think you're going to be the difference of that? Good luck. There's a big difference between saying, you know, this person predicted the big crash in 2008 and he predicted crashes, one of which happened to occur in 2008. It's important to know the difference when praising investors. There's a radio show, which I find vile, that the host says something along the lines of, did you have a plan in the good time? Did you have a plan in the downturn? And I, I've seen some of his clients, and I know that he didn't have a plan in the upturn or downturn, but he wants to make you think he did. There's an investor named Dean Williams once wrote, confidence in a forecast rises with the amount of information that goes into it, but the accuracy of the forecast stays the same. I've got a pretty good feeling that we're slowly adding jobs right now from the data that we've seen come out for the last 18 months. It's been slow. But it is a healthier job market than it was three years ago. And three years ago, we needed a lot of stimulus. Now we're going to start taking some of that stimulus off. When we take that stimulus off the table, will the jobs still slowly continue in? Or are we ready for a big correction? Chris Rock once said, he taught me about wealth. He said, it's relative. Wealth is relative. He said, if Bill Gates woke up with Oprah's money, he'd jump out the window. And it's true, right? We all look at Oprah as like, man, she's, she's worth money. But Oprah looks at Bill Gates and goes, man, he's worth a lot of money. So figure out what you need. Make a budget to get you there. Save, invest, be patient, cut back expenses, and define your own term of wealth. Don't let other people define it for you. Only 7% of Americans know that the stock market rose 32% last year. 
One third believe the market either fell or stayed the same. 33% think the market fell or stayed the same. Only 7%. Everyone's aware when the market falls. But bull markets seem to go unnoticed. It was one of the best years of investing in your life. And we're not talking about it to friends and family and high-fiving each other. Just 7% of Americans know it. And that's why we're not getting to retirement. That's why we're not financially savvy. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing more. Find me online at robblack.com. Tweet me, Rob Black Show. YouTube, Rob Black Show. I've got a big webinar coming up this Thursday evening on income pillars in retirement, 6.30. Be at your computer. Join the meeting. You have to sign up, though, so you can get the passcode sent to you. Sign up at robblack.com. That's robblack.com this Thursday, last event of the year. Welcome in. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money investing, and more. Don't be shy. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Um, drop me an email, rob at robblack.com. Hope you're, you're having a good holiday season. Um, investing should not be intimidating to you. You know, it works. Seven out of ten years, the market goes higher. And investing is about accumulating. It is not about being right. It is not about hitting home runs. It is not about beating your neighbors or having the best stock pick in the world. It's about being in the market. In 2008, the three most admired personalities in sport were probably Tiger Woods, Lance Armstrong, and Oscar Pistorius. Same thing goes with the fall of grace for the investment ideas that you have today. Choose your role models very, very carefully. Don't fall in love with stocks. Don't fall in love with athletes. Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton. Let's talk pillars of retirement income planning. CFP Chad Burton has a list at his website, newfocusfinancial.com, which you can go and download. We do some webinars based on this because it's a lot of good hardcore content that needs to be fleshed out. Let's talk about one of the items on the list and bring in CFP Chad Burton. Maximizing your marginal bracket and fighting the IRA tax trap through IRA withdrawals and Roth conversions. This sounds complicated. Matt, yeah, it it, it kind of is. Okay. Um, and it's very contrarian to what a lot of people have thought about in terms of retirement planning, what a lot of um, wannabe financial advisors that are even on TV talk about, which is people focus on, I'm going to pay the least amount of taxes today okay. rather than doing long-term projections and 
paying the least amount of taxes over time and having the least amount of tax legacy to your heirs. Um, and there's a very key period of time, which is between retirement age, whatever that may be for you, and age 70 and a half. At age 70 and a half, you are forced to take money out of your 401ks, IRAs, 403Bs, 57, 457 plans. You have to take money out, even if you don't want to, and you have to. So the, the problem that people get into is the first several years of retirement, they spend their cash, and then they spend their taxable accounts because they think capital gains are lower. Um, and then they end up later in life with most of their money in IRAs and 401ks. And if you need to pull out you know, 50000 for a house remodel, well, guess how much you have to pull out in order to pay taxes plus the house remodel? Right. Almost, almost twice that amount. So you run into a tax trap, and then when you leave money to your heirs, the best they can do is roll it into an inherited IRA if you've done the beneficiaries the right way. But they'll stay out, have to pay their taxes over their lifetime. So somebody's got to pay it. And what you find out if you do t- proper tax projections once you retire is you can look and clearly see, oh, okay, I'm always going to be at the 15% bracket or the 25% bracket or whatever it may be. And you also look at the situation that says, well, I can actually take quite a bit more income than I thought and be at a 15% federal rate. And the best capital gains rate can be low, as low as zero, sometimes 10%, sometimes 15%. So what you do is you do projections, and you always want to look to your IRAs first and say, how much can I pull out and maintain a 15% bracket, which is about 75 grand plus your itemized deductions in a general basis. And you always you know, run this through with your tax advisor. Always realize that 85% of your Social Security is taxable. The idea here is that if you get to towards the end of the year, let's say around uh, late November, and you say, okay, I've looked at all my income sources, my dividends, my interest, my rental income, my Social Security pension, and I realize that I've got 15 grand left at this existing bracket, and I'm always going to be at this existing bracket. I don't need to take that money out and spend it, so I'm going to take that 15 grand out of my IRA and convert it to a Roth. And as long as you have cash on the sidelines outside of these accounts to pay the taxes with, it's a great strategy because it'll set up an account that within five years it's tax-free to you for the rest of your life. It'll set up an account that you can leave to your kids or grandkids that's tax-free for the rest of their lives. And it, and it reduces the taxes over time. So stop focusing on how can I pay the least amount of taxes today. Start focusing on how can I spread the tax burden out evenly over my lifetime and pay the least amount of taxes now. Because, I mean, Rob, do you think taxes are going to go up in the, in the future? Or, or My assumption lower? is yes, except for logic tells me old people vote, and it's tough to you know, raise taxes on them without them getting very upset and voting you out. But my assumption is yes. Yeah, but really old people forget to vote, right? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Be um, good. <laughs> just kidding. I'm actually, I feel like I just said a Rob joke. Oh, right no, now. no, no. Don't tag it on me. <laughs> Chad Burton hates old people. <laughs> I love old people. Um, we, should, we so should get a bumper sticker. <laughs> I love old people? I hate old people. And then put something <laughs> underneath it like tax burdens. Every single one of my clients is, is mad at me right now. <laughs> no, they're not. Everyone that's, is listening. So. You know, this is no. something we have to talk about. You know, the yeah, burdens yeah. on society, things we promise. Yeah, and I think that, you know, hopefully there'll be at some point in life a uh, clarification of the tax code. But we have created a, a lot of debt, and I think debt to GDP is it's grown, but it's still not anywhere close to Japan levels, right? Um but there's going to be there's going to have to be changes when it comes to Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid in California. That's called Medi-Cal. Um, there's got to be some changes to fund that. Now, hopefully it's changes at the fiscal level that create growth. 
but there's probably going to be a little bit of that plus a little bit of increase in taxes because when I got into the business, Rob, in uh, back in the early 90s, capital gains taxes were 27%. They're 15%. If you make a certain amount of income lower than the 15% bracket, the capital gains can be even less. So this is the lowest tax structure I've seen in my over 22 years in the business. Um, so that tells me that because of the debt that we see and because of the aging population, we'll likely see higher taxes. So that's why it's an issue of let's look at those IRAs. Those IRAs, 401Ks, and things like that, they're a ticking tax time bomb. If you let them continue to grow and grow and grow until you're forced to pay the taxes either at 70 and a half or when you die, then part of your income projection, your planning and retirement, the first step to, before you can answer the question, which accounts do I draw from first, you have to look at your IRA strategy and uh, look at, um, you know, which, how much should I take out? And then you can target the accounts, the other accounts to draw from in addition to your IRAs. Gotcha. CFP Chad Burton, we're talking the pillars of retirement income planning. He has a resource, i.e. a PDF that you can go download off his website, newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. And we do webinars and seminars on content like this and similar to it, which you can see at his website, newfocusfinancial.com. Big event coming up Thursday evening. You can sign up for the webinar on income and retirement at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Anything you want to talk about, we could talk about. Taking a look at you know the numbers today tells you a pretty interesting story. Oil was lower, and then it reversed higher. Maybe stating this is a bottom. There's an analyst who, you know, Says it well. His name's Jeff Gunlock. He said, oil will find a bottom when it starts going up. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. It's been a turbulent day for the financial markets with the Russian ruble collapsing, U.S. stocks bouncing after opening deep in the red. The big story in the market remains the price of crude oil, which has been getting smashed in the last few months. It's seen losses accelerate in the last few weeks. So there's, there's that. 
taking a look further in the markets today. Oil down 30 bucks an ounce. Big decliner on the Russian ruble collapsing for the second day. Collapse basically opens up the dollar for more strength. And as that happens, you see weakness in gold. I don't own gold. I don't want to own gold. I'll probably never personally own gold. I find gold commercials to be sad. That's a sad donkey. Gold is... Gold doesn't have a job. Sad donkey. Gold doesn't come out with gold 2.0. Sad donkey. Gold... Um, has big markups when you buy it and big markups when you sell it. Uh, it's almost impossible to make money in gold. It's a nice hedge against inflation if you're worried about inflation. Right now, we're not. Um, so maybe if I see inflation above 3%, then I'll jump in because it is a hard asset. But so is gold. So is, so is copper. I'm dying for that. That's copper, Jerry. Copper. Um, something tells me that's not going to happen. Time in the market is a fool's game, whereas time in the market is your greatest natural advantage. Remember this next time you're compelled to cash out. <clears throat> you never know what the American public's going to do, but you do know that they'll do it all at once. Change is as rapid as unpredictable. Napoleon's definition of military genius was the man who can do the average thing when all those around him are going crazy. Same goes for investing. And I'll repeat that. The definition of military genius for Napoleon was, the man who can do the average thing when all those around him are going crazy. Same thing goes for investing. Um, most people want to be right or wrong on the market. And... That's where you get into the most amount of trouble because you're thinking you're right for the wrong reasons and you're thinking you're wrong you know, for the right reasons. Um, people just make mistakes. And you know, I got an email yesterday from someone like, hey, with oil prices so low, you think airlines are going to go higher? Yes. You should have sent that email four months ago. But He's thinking the right way, sure, but his timing's wrong. Uh, billionaire investor Ray Dalio was quoted as saying, the more you think you know, the more closed-minded you'll be. Repeat that line to yourself often in life and open yourself up for different opportunities. Um, in financial media, we tend to prefer our experts or pundits, as we call them, to be confident. And that's kind of weird. Instead of accurate, I have an economist on the show, Wednesdays, Dr. Jeff Rosen from briefing.com, to kind of give that perspective of accuracy on the economy. Because it's the economy that matters the most to the stock market in the long run. In the short run, not so much. 
In the long run, absolutely. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, investing, and more. Don't be shy. Call the show. It is your show. 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Anything that you want to talk about, we could talk about. Uh, big event coming up Thursday evening from the comfort of your own home or office. You can watch a webinar, list to a webinar as we do it live. Drop me some questions that you want me to answer on the webinar, rob at robblackshow.com. It's an income in retirement. This is really, really important. You want to figure out how to have an income in retirement, how much to have in retirement, how to play it correctly in retirement. You don't want to fly by the you know, this cuff of your seat, so to speak. It's uh, much more important than that. Get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. You can drop me an email, rob at robblack.show. Sign up for the event Thursday evening, 630 to 9, income and retirement at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. Take a break here. We'll talk soon. Views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flint. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. 